You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. All right, it's another week of Mad About Movie Streaming Movies on Demand. Streaming services. Race for the cure. That's right. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue like Mad About yeah. Movies does, but you know, pledge, pledge now. Everybody's got to adapt. Yeah, it's a, it's a new world it's for a good cause. That's right. Well, you know what? It's just good that we're out of the bad movie marathon, and we can have several weeks here on the main feed talking about movies that are available now to most people. Most people who have Netflix, which I feel like. That's not a stretch, clumping in most people with Netflix subscribers. I feel like most people have Netflix, right? Yeah. More more than other streaming services, I think. I've not heard of it. I got it for this. I had not heard of it. Until. Right. <laughs> what I like about this streaming run we've been on is we've we've kind of hit all of them, right? Like we've we did uh we yeah. did Disney Plus, we've done a, a, a Hulu, we've done Apple TV Plus, now we're Netflix, I think. In a week or so, we're going to do a, an HBO one. So kind of all over the map, and that, and I like that. We're 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 hitting all the all the streaming spectrums. So Crackle Plus later this this uh, in in August maybe I guess we'll we'll figure something out there. Got uh, a lot of great exclusives coming to Chicken Soup for the Soul Plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I that app is only on the Android tablet. Mm-hmm. Right, the Google, Google tablet. Right, and yep. Chick-fil-A they bought in yeah. early but, on that, but not the exclusive LG and only the Samsung, mm-hmm. not yeah. the LG tablets. Right. It's no, it's not. USA not even LG. It's um, yeah. <laughs> it's Sanyo. Oh. <laughs> big big partnership with Sanyo chicken, a few years chicken ago. Chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> Crackle Plus exclusively on Sanyo Apple uh, Android devices. Is yes. that what you're saying? Right. Yes, yeah. that's exactly that's their that's their, <laughs> their it's their draw. That's their draw. So people go to them for that. Well, mm-hmm. it's a marketing term. I don't know if you guys would really understand it. It's called a niche. Yeah. <laughs> Target demo. Well, excited about the old guard because it came via Netflix, and I already mm-hmm. had Netflix. Didn't have to really? go seek out a tablet. For this one, <laughs> and I got this via DVD. Netflix. I mailed it. <laughs> Took a week to get. You but and it Shane. was right. Yeah, me and Batman Shane just had to get this on a physical Does Shane disc. Still have the DVD package? Yes, dude. Yes, he talks a lot about it on um, <sighs> on the VIP feed as well as our Discord. Real that. question. And, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm genuinely. I'm serious about this. Is is Old Guard on DVD? Like, do they put I, these Netflix originals on DVD? I think you can because I know you could. You could used to be able to get House of Cards on DVD if you wanted to watch it on DVD instead of I watched, on streaming. Uh, I just watched Jerry Seinfeld's Twenty Three Hours to Kill on DVD. They mailed it to me. <laughs> just this random stand up specials. I got Eliza Schlesinger's new stand up special <laughs> mailed to me. Duh. I got one episode of Comedians in Cars getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's only eight minutes, but right. that resolution totally was popping. It. Totally I'm not, worth yeah, it. I don't, yeah, I'm not a tech guru. I don't know how to do that. Still waiting on episode two. Yeah, it's a it's an actually 56 disc set that you get yeah. for right, right. If yeah, you like, had to buy yeah. it, 
takes over. Yeah, no, I think they do. I think they do offer the old guard on. I'm just waiting on my physical disc, Space Force disc to come in. Right. Yeah, it's a back order on that on that series. Um, Here's something. I guess I have to throw back about that. Our friend Brian Simpson, uh, Padres Brian. He he also he's the only other person I know who does the the mail in. Netflix. I think my in-laws I should put the two too. of them in touch. Yeah. They could be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Here's a thing I remember about Netflix throwing it back to the disc times. Remember when you used to have to have an actual CD to play Netflix <laughs> streaming? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yeah. I had a PS3, it was like the first run of PS3s. And they're like, hey, guys, there's this thing called Netflix Instant Streaming. Right. But you had to put in a, a Blu-ray into your PS3 to get it, the app to work for some reason. I don't I don't understand that. Was the app too big to be loaded on there or something or had some passcode? I don't think but, it But had, there was only like – The PS3 had apps, right? I don't think the PS3 had apps. I can't remember I think it did. that. Okay. Maybe – I mean, it had so like this thing that now, was – it, it had this thing where it was like The Sims – where you could sign in and like go walk around with your friends through this PS3 world or something. I remember that was a big sell. So mm. I assume it had apps, but okay. But I, I don't remember anymore. You know, Netflix was, I don't know, they maybe had like a couple hundred movies or something. That was it on, mm-hmm. the, on the first iteration of, of Netflix streaming. And it was like one page interface. Uh, yep. I remember that. And I just remember, I wish I still, I wish I had kept one of those Netflix discs. Somewhere, because I, I keep a lot of like CDs for no reason. I don't know why that one I didn't keep because that would have been a, a fun one to get, to have. But yeah, man, Netflix has come a long way. Original movies now is what they're spending a lot of money on. Extraction earlier in the year cost a lot of money and has apparently made them a lot of money. Like we talked about on the show, over a hundred million people, yeah, saw or watched Extraction so far. So many people have asked me about that. Seriously, like that is mm-hmm. the most talked about movie and just random not movie people I know. If they, they find out in the podcast, I was like, oh, have you seen Ex- Extraction? I'm always like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that movie did well, really well. <laughs> yeah. Like Hemsworth, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix seems to have a model of pick a genre, pick a star, and make a poster, throw it on Netflix. Sure. That seems to be it. It seems to be the, the draw for most of their their content. All right, we're going to get Ben Affleck, and he's a former military guy, and pair him up with a couple of dudes, and that's the movie. Okay, we're going to get Charlize Theron as a mercenary, and she's got a gun. That's the movie. You know, <laughs> they seem to have these these very simple pitches. You know, okay, Will Smith is a guy with a orc buddy cop partner okay right. great there's a movie don't, don't care if it sucks don't, doesn't matter people are gonna <laughs> click on it that's all they're trying to get you to do essentially right so that they could say these types of things and so this kind of fell into that category it's what i was expecting guys was premise alone but mm-hmm. i was really i really enjoyed this movie this was one yeah, of the better was, netflix right. movies that have come out one of the more entertaining ones yes I think Extraction is a better action movie, but I think The Old Guard has has more w- what you can do with it. Like I feel like the like Extraction could be kind of like born, but I feel like The Old Guard could be 
know, like X-Men or something. Like, I feel like mm. there's, there's a lot more branches on the tree on the old guard in terms of interesting things you could do with the concept. Whereas, yeah, extraction is more of a one note, one note thing. But yeah, in terms of action, I felt like this was right up there with what they did with extraction and in some ways better, in some ways more inventive. So I don't know what you guys thought about this one, but loved it out of an action movie. Got kind of cheesy for some of the drama, but as a first movie of a potential series, I, I was really, really enjoyed this as an origin story and all that. But yeah, what about you, Brian? This is a weird one where I feel like I'm going to be fairly critical of the movie. And I think there's a lot of stuff that really, it was very sloppy in a lot of ways. It felt very rushed to me. It felt like this was 25% completed when the pandemic started and they were like, Hey, we got to get a movie out. It just, it just had a, a real rushed feel to it. So there's a lot, I have lots of criticisms of it. And then also I'm probably going to give it a pretty decent grade and I'll definitely watch the sequel when it comes. It's an odd, I don't know. It's like it, in many ways, I felt like it, it wasn't particularly well done and yet I Counterpoint. enjoyed it. It was Charlie's. So. I know. I mean, they, they cast the right person for sure. <laughs> um, cause Charlize, Charlize has that quality. She has that movie star quality that we talk about with, with, uh, many, with, with, well, not many. There's a, there's a handful of, of men and women in the industry who are so beautiful and so charismatic and, and so magnetic on screen that they can be in an absolute garbage movie and you still are like, but it had Charlie Theron, you know, it yeah. had, uh, Brad Pitt. It had, I don't know, whatever, Ryan Gosling. There's just, there's a, it's a very small. Will Smith had that people. for a while, but he's kind of for lost sure. It. For sure, he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it it there, it's one of their more all of these people. I think it's it's one of the the more redeeming qualities of them as performers is that they don't even have to. Charlize doesn't even have to necessarily put up a great performance that draws you know that 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 elevates the material. She just kind of has to be there, and you're gonna walk away being like, "But that wasn't bad because she was there and she was pretty great." And she was pretty good yeah, at everything. For, yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yes, yeah, the same thing for Will Smith. The same thing for for uh, you know for for Brad Pitt types. I mean, there's it's a small collection of of Willem Dafoe. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, it it's, it's the the best of the best when it comes to this, what they do. And then also Charlize is a great actress. I'm not, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to hear me saying, taking anything away from her as, as an actress. I'm just saying this is probably not her best performance that she's ever done. This is not one that she is going home as, as an actress being like, yeah, I, I nailed it tonight. You know, that was, that was the one, um, but she doesn't have to be. And the movie doesn't really require her to do that. And so I enjoyed it um, in spite of, some I some some I thought some pretty lazy and not particularly great uh moments in in the the, the scripting and in, even in some of the casting and stuff. But the concept is cool. I like I like the idea. Clearly, obviously, you know, I don't want to be too spoilery, but they're setting up for a franchise. And I will one hundred percent watch every one of these because it it had the it was an entertaining type of movie and and it has a a, a big time movie star at the front and that's. That's fun. That's nice. It's nice to see movie stars sometimes. Yeah, I said that she was good to everything. I forgot about Eon Flux, though. Sorry, <laughs> spoke too soon. Yeah, Reindeer Games, sure. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah. it's good to see her do these kinds of movies. I think it started with Mad Max a few years ago and doing these 
action movies and she did fast and then she did uh, atomic blonde 2017 so i really enjoyed mm-hmm. that one from her and and the old guard she seems to be so i found a really cool niche being able to do these high profile dramas and then like these really gritty action movies it never would have never would have expected that from her at the outset of her career like in the mm-hmm. early early 2000s I, I thought she was a great actress but never never saw her as like John Wick, <laughs> you know, but now she seems to have fit that role for, for mm-hmm. the other side of it, you know, and sure. she's yeah. so entertaining, so charismatic. And you're right. This is not her best performance, but she's trying to play this character as like this serious mercenary instead of this really entertaining, charismatic mm-hmm. lead, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, totally. maybe that's just how it was written or whatever, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's if it's her fault or the writing's fault, you know, uh, because I feel like if if Will if it was Will Smith in the same role with the same the same script, right? Would you feel the same way about him coming out? Be like, yeah, it wasn't one of his more charismatic performances, or yeah, just the way she went about it. I don't know. It's a good question. I watched um, after watching this. I went. And I watched Hancock with oh, Randall. both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because it reminded me like the whole the whole conceit with Hancock is that they're, if you remember, I, I, that's such a kind of forgotten movie of of the period because it's not very good, and so it's fine that it's forgotten. But anyway, it, the conceit on that movie it's almost is almost good. That's the closest to good. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but Charlize and Will both their their characters are ancient warrior mm-hmm. angel gods or whatever. They're immortals essentially, and so watching this movie kind of reminded me of that. And I went and watched it. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, this is not a, these are two of the biggest movie stars in the world. And it's, it's not a, it's not one of their better performances. But if that movie had, I don't know, two non super, I mean, super, superstars in it, then it's like, this sucks. But because it's Will Smith and because it's Charlize Theron, you're like, I mean, I'm, it's not good, but I'm going to kind of forgive some of the, the badness because these two are so great um and there's just so much charisma on screen even when they're not at their most charismatic so it's it's very similar kent to to this to me it's like uh all those things i don't know you know i don't know if it would have made a difference if it was uh whatever will smith or i'm glad it was charlie's i I, it's it's great to see more like 10 five ten years ago a movie like this gets made and it's for sure a male lead right like yeah this is it's great that representation and that we're we're branching those things out because Charlize Theron is a freaking movie star so let's let's treat her as such but I don't know that it would have made a difference with anyone 10 years ago this was literally Hancock yeah it was star Will Smith and she was in the sure the small role right she wouldn't she wasn't the superhero I guess the lead in there in that movie yeah but yeah man I I totally agree with you and this is a really powerful, fun role for her, and I think she can take this. Depending on where they go with the sequel, hopefully they get get some good writers and and direct direction on board, and and they can really take this into a fun direction because mm-hmm. it'd be easy for her to not do the sequel and for this thing to just become really dumb really fast. But I mm-hmm. think it has potential yeah, sure. to be sort of a tentpole franchise for Netflix. I think. Sure. The the entire premise of everybody's just Wolverine without the claws, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're all we all can just 
if we get shot, bullets are going to fly out of our chest. That first scene in the movie, they really show off that ability where they're basically ambushed by a team of, of military and with machine guns, right? And they get attacked from all directions right. <laughs> and then they're down on the ground for 10 seconds and then they just pop up and kill everybody. I was like, wow, what, what, wait, what just happened? You know, and mm-hmm. it took me a minute to kind of figure out what was going on, but I think it's a cool premise, man. It's like yeah. these, this group of, I don't know, mercenaries or soldiers or Avengers or whatever you want to call them have been around, I don't know, they say 500 years, something like that, like Mm -hmm. forever, Mm -hmm. basically keeping peace throughout the world, right? Sure. Like making sure, you know, that wars end on time or whatever, that things don't spin out of control when it comes to really high risk military situations. And that's really fun concept. I mean, they can go prequels with this. There's a little flashback scene in here with Charlie's basically, I don't know, was she in Roman times or something like that? But that I wanted to see that movie, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. it's a fun, this is a fun concept yeah. that I feel like you can go anywhere and it's not too science fiction-y. Yeah. It doesn't get too caught up in itself. It's just like, nope, there's just several people throughout history who are basically invincible and mm-hmm. we need their help to yeah. Solve this, kill this guy or make this right. go away. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is it's a solid concept. I know it comes from, from the comics that, that, uh, the writer of the movie, uh, Greg Rucka, he, he wrote the comics as <laughs> well. Um, I, I have no familiarity with them, but it's a great concept. And then they cast Charlie Snarin. That's a great idea. They cast, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who that's a great idea. And then, you know, there's some other stuff that maybe it is, I, I think, I think G- Gina Price Bythewood is a very. I've seen her do very good stuff. Love and basketball mm-hmm. and uh, and Beyond the Lights. I think she's a very good director. Um, and I I'm so I'm not willing to. I'm I'm gonna hang some of the the complaints on this on the production as much as anything. It just it all felt a little bit rushed because you get there were definitely times. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but there are definitely times where I'm like. We've got Charlize Theron and 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 Chiwetel Ejiofor on screen, and I I don't feel like they're being given enough to do anything, and it, that was a little bit a little bit frustrating. I think it gets lost a bit at times with the supporting cast that just doesn't quite level up to to the same. You mean speed. Matthias <laughs> Schoenertz? You right. don't think he's quite right. the star of exactly. Chiwetel or whatever's caliber? Yeah. So that's like one of the problems, not problems, but it is one of the downfalls of, of this new, of the, the Netflix model is I'm assuming they spend a ton for, for Charlie's there and, and, and deservedly so, Can't but it's kind of much. the same as extraction where it's like, you, I'm it, that movie felt like, man, they paid a ton for Chris Hemsworth. And then they just kind of filled in the gaps with whoever else for, for the rest of the cast. And that's, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. You, you've got to make these movies somehow. And and I want superstars to get paid like superstars. That's great. But it definitely felt, there were definitely times where I was like, it felt like Charlize was on screen kind of screaming with her eyes. Like, please guys come up to my level just for one minute. Like, let's do something. A little <laughs> yeah. Bit she went kind of, that's just how her hard. eyes look as she goes. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. She's got that, that charm. Well, I, I do think the antagonist, part of the story was a little bit cliche, very cliche. 
of we've got this high high tech pharmaceutical company, um, billionaire executive guy who's in a suit, right? Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. trying to harness the ability for evil or make it go away or whatever a trope you want to throw in there. Sure. But I feel like this guy had a really strong connection to or was influenced by the what's it what's that guy's name? Scraheli or um Oh the, yeah yeah the yeah pharma yeah. guy Martin, big pharma Martin guy Scarelli, Martin Scarelli. Martin Scarelli. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how to pharma, pharma bro. Yeah. Sure. That's what sure. I feel like it would just like just do that guy. Just really douchey kind of <laughs> like millennial rich kid who doesn't care about anything but getting rich and he'll right. kill whoever he needs or screw over mm-hmm. whoever he needs to make that happen. And mm-hmm. yeah. So Dudley, Dudley Dursley from the, from the Harry Potter movies, FYI, like little skinny, the yeah. guy It's kind of funny to see him not, um, as a tubby teenager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was a funny, funny trope, but also a little bit of cliche. So like, I liked, Makes I liked what he did in the movie, sure. but it's still like, I would have preferred maybe something a little more thought out or, or whatever. But I understand this is the first one. And maybe in the, in the next one, when you have the, the logic kind of laid out already, you can go, mm-hmm. go a little bit further mm-hmm. with it. But I think the, uh, what, what was the young lady's name? Who's the soldier that they're recruiting? Kiki Lane is the actress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what uh, I'm in her character's name. Oh, Nile. Yeah. Nile. Sorry. That's right. There was Niles and Nile. <laughs> Niles was in Palm Springs, yeah. and so I've got right. all those are like one big blur in my head. Sure. Right yeah, now. for sure. Anyway, what do you mean that was weeks ago, Kent? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't just watch those back to back. Anyway, the, the yeah, she was she was wonderful in the movie, and I liked the idea of bringing somebody into the group who doesn't know how to handle the ability and is new to it and has to learn that with great power comes great responsibility in, in a way and to show the real world risk involved in doing something like this or Mm -hmm. even more so than being in the military itself, which she already was, which was, I guess a satire in in its own right. But sure. Yeah. I liked, I liked what she brought to the movie and I liked that plot as a whole of kind of following her as the main, the main protagonist for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I oh, thought absolutely. I liked the idea, the, the concept with her character and, and the, I think she brought something that character brought something different to, to the, the script and to the movie that was, that was necessary. I've seen Kiki Lane be great. She's fantastic in if Beale street could talk. And I think she is one of the, better young actresses going. I did not think that she was particularly good in this. And it, I'm having seen her be great in another movie. And so I, I, I feel like I, some of that has to just be pegged on the, uh, the, 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 the dialogue for her, I felt was not particular, especially for her was not particularly good. And, and maybe even some of the direction, but it was, I had a hard time, in some places where there, because it felt like the movie did so much depend on what she was doing. And then she was just getting the most basic dialogue you could possibly get in those moments. Like the most tropey parts of the movie, I think all fell to her just in the dialogue stuff. And that was, that was tough at times. So it's like one of those things where I'm like, I would, I'm I hope that 
I hope that whatever they do for the sequel and the franchise and stuff that they can make that character, they can give her more to work with. Cause she just, cause I, again, I think she's great and I would love to see her be able to show that on screen, but I had a hard time at times with it through this one. Understandable. Yep. I think I like this. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a good mood. I feel like I like this more than, than you did in terms of the overall production of it. I thought it was really kind of a cool take um, on it. And and uh, I, I didn't get, and I'm super, and I'm probably wrong, by the way. So um, I, I didn't get the rush feel from, and I thought it was a really cool um, version of a, of a superhero movie. I did get kind of the Hancocky vibes. That's that's apt for sure. But yeah, I thought this was overall. I mean, for was this always going to go straight to Netflix, or did they just buy it up? Is this COVID Netflix, or is this intentional? Netflix? I think this is all Netflix from okay. the start. Yeah, this is a good sign if they're able to start pulling movies like this off, or is mm. is super cool. Sure. Yeah, I think they're they're starting to realize that to make these movies good, you have to spend money on them. You mm-hmm. can't, it's hard to make a really great action movie at thirty million nowadays when you can do exactly. so much for and you don't have to eighty. Have one you know, them. so much more for a little bit more money. Yeah, you have one yeah. a year. You know. Or just, or they were for a while there. They were doing like twelve a year, and they weren't very right. good. And they were. Like, it's much better to do four a year, and spend seventy to one hundred million of them, and basically do tent poles. Is that that's probably a way? You know, you're still spending the same amount on budget, but like these the the problem is, it's like there's no, it's so forgettable. You right. know, once they're when they're once a month, it's it's kind of more of an this one, an extraction felt a little bit more eventy. Yeah. Sure. Triple Frontier was super forgettable in my opinion, but Extraction stuck with me a little bit more than the average mm. Netflix one did. I feel like it, 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 I remember watching that one and just thinking, gosh, this must have been expensive. <laughs> yeah. For Netflix. For sure. Pull this yeah, off. No, and that's, that's, yeah, that's great. I, Extraction was a massive step up from Triple Frontier, I thought. Triple Frontier was, was, Real bad, I I thought. Yeah. But. So you, I guess, I you know I found it a little bit predictable, but I also kind of liked what they did with it. Of, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the the main conflict of this movie is going to be losing the ability to heal, right? In a very Logan esque mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I thought they did it well. I mean, it it maybe comes a little bit out of nowhere the way that it's, it's introduced that way, but you're handling, there's a lot of plot that was, it wouldn't surprise me if this, if it turned out that this movie was like, uh, you know, many, many issues of the comics kind of crammed into one, you know what I mean? Cause there was a lot going on that, that had to be, uh, explained or, or set up for, for future, for future movies, I guess. So, um, yeah, maybe, it maybe a little bit was, I don't know if it was trying to be a twist or if it was just for me it was a little bit rushed, but but I thought it was it, once they once they had established that I thought it was kind of well it was it was fairly well handled it was it was it was fun it it makes for an interesting wrinkle in the movie for sure. Yeah, there were some pretty great sequences in this, but there was a really cheesy action scene with the song that's like uh, what's it called going down fighting or something like that. It was like a. Yeah. It felt like Evanescence or something like <laughs> soundtrack to this. It felt like a really okay. Well, you don't have much money left, but there's this new up and coming band that's got this really rocking <laughs> tune. Let me just throw that on there. 
And yeah, that took me out of it yeah. towards the end. It's the scene where, ah, uh, where she's storming the laboratory at the very, yeah, very yeah. end, the very totally. like climactic, the pre right. when right. right before she puts an ax through Scraheli. Right. Gosh. That's that sequence. Montage. Yeah, I'm it's montage but yeah, that song totally. was really totally. bad. So there's yeah. some, some kind of cringy cues, music cues in this. Yeah, that might be the worst part of the movie. The music stuff very much felt stapled on in like post, post, post production. Like uh-huh. it was, it was pretty rough on that front. I thought it felt like stocks, stock music. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. In a way. Done by like the third assistant on the movie at 4 a.m., you know? Like, <laughs> oh crap. We got to get some music. We forgot to get a score. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it, it was, what can we get for cheap on SoundCloud? That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff for the movie, logically, I guess, that was was kind of weird to me. I don't know. I just – I found it odd how these people used to live in, like, the ancient times, basically, and now they're normal. Like, the way that they've evolved as people is kind of kind of weird to me. In some, in some mm-hmm. ways, I kept thinking about that. Like, is this how people would act if you're really – you had seen everything for 500 years. Like it, some, some of it felt like they were kind of just plucked right out of a 2018 action movie uh, characters, sure. you know, and just, there's nothing yeah, really yeah. interesting about the characters other than the fact that they, they were old. And, but I did like how in the climax, in the Scraheli kill, Charlize kills him with a ax or whatever, showing her ability that she had learned, I guess, generations ago mm-hmm. and i wish they would have done more with that with the old timey oh i learned this back in the uh you know the mongolian takeover or whatever <laughs> it is. you know like all these different <laughs> kinds of things that they've had to use instead of just sure. oh you got a really cool gun and you know how to mm-hmm. punch people so yeah right they could have explored like history of the old guard a little bit better i think especially since this is the first in a right. in a franchise yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, to me, again, and, and I, I wish I'd had your experience, Richard. Because again, I, I like this fine. I'm what, what did you dislike so much about it, though? I just felt like the whole thing just felt very rushed and poorly paced. It felt like a Netflix and, movie. Well, I don't even want to say. That. I mean, like tropes are fine. It's I don't. I'm not. It's not like I'm going into any action movie expecting it to be like groundbreaking on, on the tropes and stuff. But it was the dialogue was very heavily reliant on. The stuff, the kind of, kind of stock, uh, you said stock regarding music, but it kind of felt like stock dialogue for action movies stuff. Again, it's fine. It's not the end of the world, but it's just, it all felt a little rushed to me. And I, I, I guess I could have used, I felt like Kiki Lane especially could have used, a, I don't know, maybe a little, a little better, something better on the dialogue front and maybe a breath at times could just, the pacing was just really ragged. And again, I just felt like they were trying to cram, multiple volumes of a comic book into one movie so that the next movie can can do more stuff and that's again that's fine but it it did have that feel to it for me and it detracted a little bit um it just felt it all felt a little rushed and the pacing was was tough for me at times yeah yeah this one would have been fun to see in a theater as well i don't know if netflix was originally planning on that or probably not but you know this wouldn't have made a ton of money at the box office, but you know, I think it could have pulled in 
20 million total, you know, in, in the U S or something, yeah. something like that. And maybe made a little, little cash Netflix's pocket, but mm-hmm. yeah, this was, this was a fun movie, but it's not the best Netflix action movie of the year. So I don't know what that says. <laughs> like it's not sure. even the best of the be- yeah. past couple of months. I'm sure they'll have more on deck, but, but I'm with you. Franchise. I, yeah. I'm with you. I'll watch the, I'll watch the gold yeah. guard too. Sure. For sure. For sure. I think I kind of had the same mood about something like the Kingsman or something. It's like, yeah, this is a fun, fun world they set up. I'll probably watch another one, but it's not going to set the world on fire. You know, that's a, that's pretty, that's a fair comparison. I think. Yeah. Well, you guys have any more thoughts on uh, the old guard before we hit greats? Just overall, like if this is the, if this is how we're going into Netflix movies, this is a, this is encouraging. That they can yeah, this is night out. and day from where we are. We're with bright and mute. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, These are the kinds of movies they need to be making. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Grade time. Brian. I'm just going to go with solid B. I, yeah. I think any any lower than that would, would hedge towards something that I didn't enjoy, and I did enjoy this in, in a lot of ways, um, and I'll, I'll watch more of these. I, I, I wish it would have been a little... A little tighter is all. Maybe just uh, figured out a way yeah. to to utilize two really great actors a little bit better because a G four especially just feels completely wasted. In yeah, this. and he's fair. so great, and and it's just kind of he's just kind of there, and that's a bummer to me. But it's but again, I'll watch. You're gonna do five of these? Okay, I'll probably watch them all. It's that's all right. So just go with a solid B. What about you, Arby? I'm gonna go B plus, slightly higher than you, but yeah, cool. Cool little, you know, uh, when it's, I would say, rainy day movie or in Texas we have, you know, it's 110 and humid out movie, you know, so mm-hmm. either way, not mm-hmm. outside. So uh, throw sure. this on, lay on the sofa. Perfect for that. Perfect for that. So, uh, yeah, sure. B plus for me. Kent, Kento? Yeah, mine was, uh, was going to be a B plus as well. Really, really had fun with it. It's perfect. Like you said, just have it on the background kind of movie. It's, it's rewatchable, fun premise. How much you want to bet, though, that they're going to have – a sequel called The New Guard at some point. The New Kids. <laughs> recruited. Sure. We recruited them to take our place. They're now the New Guard. <laughs> they don't do that. That's missed. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, we already tried to give you. Now you don't. So listen that's to right. us. Yeah. Now I you three me. I gave you Fate of the Furious. So You did. I, was, I willed that into existence. So it's listen true. to us. All right. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Brian's writing is on there. Richard's writing is on there. And you can find them on social media at Beagle12 and Richard Barden. And find me at Kent Garrison on all the socials as well. Follow us on Letterboxd, too. If you're on that, that platform, we're, we're charting our experiences watching movies throughout the year. So find us on there. Just search our names. And hopefully, we'll see you soon at the cinema. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged (laughs) But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face they're making me ya-ya, the silence is rambling.